0: And welcome to Who Uses A, Director of Football, an FM podcast with myself, Lewis,
1: and my co-host, Tom. Good weekend, Lou, then. you A weekend in which you actually spent more time in my house than I did.
0: Yeah, yeah, strange one. Yeah, bit of cat sitting. Also, I seem to be, as we had from our brief discussion just then, I seem to be more aware of what games, consoles you have in your house than you do, which is... Which is concerning.
1: Yeah, I, I totally forgot that I had a... I think I knew I had a PS2, but I, I totally forgot I had a PS4, and you seemed to, somehow when you were staying around, dig it out and enjoy it far more than, I've, than I probably have in the last five years, or you know, I don't even know when PlayStation Fours came out. I could date uh, your PlayStation,
0: uh, anyway. Tom, by the uh, FIFA disc that it had in it. So did oh,
1: it have a FIFA disc in it. Yeah. Or what it had... FIFA disc did it have in
0: it? FIFA 18, to put it into 18, well, there
1: you go. That's probably the last time uh, it was played. So I'm glad you got some enjoyment out of it over the weekend.
0: Yeah, been a a £6, whopping £6 spent on Gran Turismo Sport to keep me entertained. Uh, And I would say Catherine entertained, but she just had to listen to to simulated cars driving around all evening, which I don't think she was too happy about, all told. But, you know...
1: You're kidding yourself if you thought that was a joint present for the two of you. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. We, we we didn't we didn't we didn't pod last week either, did we? I think we promised a pod last week, but we failed to deliver because we were we were at the ashes, weren't we?
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty.
1: That seems like ages ago. It seems like, it like was a very long time ago. Week. It was a week ago today, wasn't it? We were at, at the yeah. Baston, day four of the... It first feels day. like a fortnight
0: ago. That's how busy... We're just so busy, aren't we, in our... In oh, we're our, so busy. We're such
1: we're busy s- people. We're
0: so busy. I think it's... In,
1: it's we, we're, we're people that are so busy, we somehow find time to play a computer game still and record a podcast about it. That's how busy we are.
0: I know. It's shocking. But then they say, if you, if you want something done, give it to a busy person, so... Well, there you go. We just find a way. That we find before, a way. I'll take
1: it. <laughs> right. And talking of said podcast, I think we should get straight into it. I think we, we had a brief discussion beforehand, <coughs> though. And I, I I played a little bit between, between pods, <coughs> but the sounds it sounds like you've played a bit more. So, so did you want to kick us off?
0: Yeah. No, I think this is going to be... I'm going to carry the load this week. You know, I'm going to be the Erling Haaland of this week's pod. playing every minute etc not that he does but he feels appropriate it feels like an appropriate uh yeah so
1: well go on but stop stop wind taking us down a corridor with that uh, it
0: was a yeah that that was cutting inside into a cul-de-sac wasn't it that was cutting inside You, 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 you were
1: hoping for it you were hoping to be able to cut inside from an opening but the 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 left back and the left winger were doing a good job on you and just taking you toward the corner flag.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so we'll get we'll we'll. I think this section and segment from me, uh, will start start with the less interesting stuff and build. So, so I think.
1: That's really going to. guess really got the the listeners interested. Well, in for this first, part. Uh, what we're I'm going to start is with it... the really boring stuff for the first twenty minutes. Buckle in, guys.
0: <laughs> uh, less than less than twenty minutes. I'm not going to give you twenty minutes on on the league, but but you know what? I'm going to give you five and get the league out of the way. So you left me having just played out a three nil against Goyas, uh, who, as I told you last time, uh, were overachieving.
1: Sorry, just just a little bit just can you just talk us through again whereabouts in the league you you are at this point um where you were in the league as well i know you were challenging at the top yeah
0: you? so so second uh, behind flamengo I was a couple of points behind um i was three points behind but i'd played the game less than them so at this point in the league we'd won 4 from 4 so the next game we play Uh, was our first non-win of the season it was a drab nil-nil against Palmeiras so nothing to write home about two pretty evenly matched teams nullifying each other Uh, then uh, next game in the league was a win against uh, Juventud Uh, lower table team should be beating them comfortably um and we did go through uh, two centre-backs, Valentine Gomez and Jean-Victor, and finished off by Johnny J.R. Rivas. So, solid stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the first cut fixture of the season, so uh, against Tom Bense, uh, who are in the third division. Just going to double-check that. Uh, no second division they're a a Brazilian Serie B side and as you'd expect for the second best team in Brazil it was comfortable we won 4-1 in the first leg with a hat-trick from new man Fabio Arroz uh, and a goal through Adriano Uh, and then and then between that and the second leg uh, we had a game against Cruzeiro uh two goals through gatti and a goal through Ross for a comfortable 3-0 three- win although everyone's uh favorite left wing back roberto carlos got himself sent off in the 29th minute uh so but even though he was sent off in the 29th minute comfortable comfortable game for us um
1: what formation do you flip to when you go down to Tenman?
0: Uh, in this instance i think i went to a uh, a three, four, the back three, two wing backs, two holders, an attacking midfielder, and then a striker up top. So I I moved. Um, actually, that's a good question. You get
1: rid of, you get rid of your wingers and you stick one in the ten. Yeah. Although I think this might. Mm, I can't
0: remember. I think this might have been. I think that's what I normally do, but I can't remember if I did that this time, but I can't remember what I did because it was quite a while ago now. But um, anyway, so so then finally, uh, finally uh, we play the second leg of the cup. We win 1-0, uh, comfortable. So 5-1 on I up with another goal through Fabio Ross scoring in the first minute and then we just... Passed the ball around for 90 minutes and did nothing. Um, final league fixture to touch upon for now, um, and I'll explain why. Uh so it was against Ciara, who'd just been promoted, Hat trick from Fabio Arroz. Uh so my as a striker starting to pay dividends, uh, and a goal through Mates, Fernandez making it a comfortable win, Fabio Ros. Uh, taking the match ball home and getting a ten out of ten rating, which is always nice to see.
1: He so, seems to have had an incredible start. He's, like, he's one of the guys that you signed this in in the last uh, winter, I guess.
0: Yeah, right. so I signed him. I signed him yeah. in the main window, which is the January window in Brazil. Um, and Sounds
1: like he's had an incredible start.
0: Yeah, he's really picked up. He's really picked up on the league, and he's he's doing exactly what I wanted it him to do, which is. Um, give Mumini a run for his money and he's certainly been doing that which is really nice. So I'm going to pause there for a couple of reasons. Uh, one because the transfer window is open and boy howdy it's been a transfer window um, both in terms of players that we've signed uh, players that have gone um, and just some amazing almosts uh, which I'll I'll talk a bit about as well so um, the first bit of big news uh, that that started and and I've foreshadowed this uh, and that is Valentin Gomez did go for nine million pounds to Fulham so so, uh, not for a peak of his career centre-back I just wasn't happy with the ratings. And for someone I picked up on a free, um, I really thought that, you know what, 9 million was good value for that kind of player. So that was fine. Obviously, we're not in a bad financial position. But that financial position was made better when Cesar Perry Perry chicken had his release clause uh, triggered by Everton. So Everton... Uh, came in with a 50 million deal for him. So wow. so absolutely um, unexpected. They'd express their interest. Bournemouth were interested in him. I tried to make him go to Bournemouth. He was having none of it. Um, other clubs came in. Bournemouth triggered it as well, but he set his heart on Everton. Like Matthias uh, Martins, who left there, a uh, season ago, he clearly wants to link up with a former uh, Fluminense colleague, and clearly Everton just send players to Fluminense matches. Clearly, they've got a fan on the scouting team of of the football that we play. So, so that was uh, so. I never really expect the June window to be that exciting, um, and I thought it was going to be really exciting because genuinely the the player that I wanted to replace him with, I'd already eyed him up. Um and he's a he was a regen. And he is the best Egyptian player I have ever seen on football manager as a regen. Um, a player called Ahmed Shaban. Uh, he he played for um he played for uh, Al Ali. In 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 Egypt, so he was still at Egypt, in playing in Egypt at 23. He's absolutely incredible. Um, Either footed, like Gatti but even quicker and even more physical. Um,
1: surprising if he's if he's that good that he's still in Egypt, right? Like you, that's really surprising.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. Um, 43 caps for the Egyptian Egyptian national team with six goals. Um, wow. So really top draw winger, although actually he was a central midfielder, but he was strongest on his right foot. So uh I was definitely gonna play him down the left. Uh but anyway, so so I thought, you know what, trigger his release clause. I think it was about eight million. Um but so did wolves. Uh-oh. And and he said it was about the squad and he obviously really preferred to come to Fluminense, but Instead, he took double the money and went to Wolves for eighty k a week. And I thought, you know what?
1: But, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't about the money.
0: No, it wasn't about the money. It was about the quality of the squad. Sure, bit like uh, Ruben Neves going off to off to Saudi Arabia. You, you can't be telling me this man wants to progress in his his career at the top level. And no, you know what? I'm off to Saudi. But uh, it's all so, about the project. I, yeah. want, I want
1: to build the project out in. Uh... I, I don't even know what Club he's playing for.
0: No. Uh, indeed, I think it might be Al Hilal, but don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, so it's a real instead waste, that
1: there, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's a real waste. Um but so Ahmed Shaban decided on cold rainy nights at the Molyneux instead of uh, instead of playing at the Maracanã in front of uh, in bright, glorious Brazilian sunshine.
1: In fairness to him, then the the lure of the Premier League is like I can I can, I think if you get offered the same amount, uh, genu- genuinely, genuinely, you get offered the same amount of money to go to Wolves or to go to Fluminense, I suspect most players would would genuinely take Wolves.
0: We'll see. Well, we'll never know. It's the well we do know according to Football Manager. Yeah. But then again, this is a game that's being spoken about by two two British men produced by a studio that is based in England. So it, I would suggest that the game's always going to skew towards the Premier talking, League move.
1: I thought you were talking about us then. And you are talking about the podcast, you know, talking about us and I thought two British men in a studio. But I thought you were really hamming up, you know, our spare rooms if you're calling them studios now.
0: No, oh, I see what you mean. No, 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 indeed. No, I was <laughs> talking about SI instead of us. So yeah, so that was our first big miss of the transfer window, but and it was gutting. It was truly, truly gutting. Um, so I'll talk a bit about my solution later, um, but I was a bit jealous of Flamengo because in 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 the January window they managed to pull off a signing that I was so jealous of. They managed to bring in Gabriel, as in Arsenal's Gabriel, who is only thirty-one in game for twenty million. And I thought, you know what, that is such a good, a top top centre back. Um, just he's to...
1: at he's at Sao Paulo in my game. He's yeah, come back to he's come back to Brazil. Funnily enough, after a stint at Wolves. Oh, interesting. Uh, so he's so he's he's at Sao Paulo in my game.
0: But yeah, so but he's still top level. So I thought, you know what, yeah. they've got a Brazilian centre back. I need to. Uh, I need to go out and find this caliber of player. So I set my sights on one player, and I won't tell you who they are. Um, but let's just say for now they're a top uh European professional. And at the beginning, when I offered or a top Brazilian professional playing in Europe, and at the beginning I, I was getting batted away. Uh, you know, I I talked I talked to his agent. No chance. Doesn't want to sign. The wage demands were 160k a week, um, and I was just like, we haven't got a chance.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I keep going through this process. You know, he's leaving at the end of his contract, and uh, you know, I think it's probably no chance. I'm probably deluded here i probably completely diluted that I think we've got a shot. Um, but then it gets really close to the end of his contract and his price, his price comes right down. And I'm thinking, no way, we're not going to do this. We're not going to sign this player. Um, firstly, hazard a guess at who you think I'm talking about. And I'll, I'll see if you well, think... I'm
1: trying, to, I- I'm, I'm trying to think about how far... What year are you in, Lou? I am in uh,
0: 2029.
1: Okay. So I'm if if you, it's twenty twenty nine, I think the guy I'm thinking of I don't think he's thirty yet, so I reckon you are signing or you're you have tried to sign a thirty-four or thirty-five year old Marquinhos.
0: Now that would be a great signing, but let me tell you it's a player that neither of us like, but
1: uh, neither of us like. Okay, now I, w- I want to try and work this out now. Okay, it's a player that neither of us like, but and he's it, a, a Brazilian centre As good,
0: half. if not better than Marquinhos. That's how good we're talking.
1: The Brazilian centre half in a top European league. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, Thiago Silva's not still playing at forty, whatever, in your centre. No. So. no, no, no. Um, but but that level. Neither of us like have gone, Luke. I might I might need some help. Here, Ed Air
0: Militao. I was
1: oh, this okay. close I, uh, well...
0: to signing Ed Air what? Militao until Liverpool swooped in at the last second and they'd had him on loan. And I again it wasn't it was about the squad quality, but again, I would I'd offered 60k and they'd offered him 160k. But he'd gone from he'd gone from, you know, not being interested at all actually being willing to do it but a better offer came in and I can't blame him for it but when I started that I really thought you know I really really there was a split second where I was so smug at the possibility of being able to you know, set up our second big match whenever we plan, and have a thirty-one-year-old Eda Militao. Not even an old wow. Eda Militao. Yeah, like I'm he's class. He and I don't understand why Real Madrid aren't playing him. They've just taken a dislike to him. They clearly yeah. want to play Pinger instead. But I wouldn't be yeah, playing no, Pinger no. instead. But so that was the second uh, of our big uh, losses. But. The other player, I'm not going to talk about that much, but we also missed out on a player called Praxedes, who used to play for Fluminense, uh, who's a really good central midfielder, but he's gone to Man City. So, so we've missed out on some big names.
1: Um, you, you're competing right at the top end, right at the top end of the world market.
0: Yeah, yeah. Funny, funny you should mention that, uh, and I will touch upon why uh, shortly. But, uh, however, um, oh, sorry, I I knew there was one player that we hadn't talked about. Funny enough, Flamengo have signed a 35-year-old Marquinhos on a free transfer. I knew there was another player that Flamengo had signed. So they're they're hoovering up any top-level Brazilian who's willing to go back to Brazil. So... So to finish off my first, uh, first, uh, stint, as it were, uh, I've talked about, uh, players leaving. So the, the main ones being Cesar Perry and, uh, yeah. And Valentine Gomez, uh, no other major players leaving, uh, which was nice, but that just left some incomings, uh, in- incoming players. Uh, so, uh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll play the game you played with me, Tom. I'll give you two players uh, this time to give you uh, a, a double. So what player is Diego Calai and what player is Wolliver?
1: Right, let's start with Diego Clavai, did you say? Calai. And how am I Diego
0: Calai. And the spelling how, how is... How are
1: spelling Calai?
0: C-A-L-L-A-I.
1: C L C A L yeah double L uh that's he's he's a he's a wide player he has to be a wide player with a name like that diego i think he's a i reckon he's a new new up and coming inside forward
0: and and i've done you the same way you've done me he's a goalkeeper he's my new goalkeeper
1: right
0: he's not he is
1: He's Diego well. Calai.
0: Yeah. Wow. And he's signed from Sporting. So I've gone to Sporting. I've given them he's their current goalkeeper in the league. He's their first choice keeper. But for a fee of 2.5 mil up front and 2.5 mil in instalments, I've got myself a far better goalkeeper. So and he's Brazilian. Very so so that's And you're Diego. the new lad? What's that?
1: And who's your other
0: new lad? Uh, Wolliver, as I told you about. So, who's Wolliver?
1: Wolliver, mm, that's a tricky one because Wolliver, the single name players, or you always like to think a sort of tricky, tricky player. So, I'd like to think striker or winger, but there's also something about, but but Wolliver isn't like I don't think it's necessarily a sexy one name word, it's not an it's not a uh. An O or an Eno? Yeah, it's not a Girintino
0: or yeah. Well,
1: no, it's not. I I reckon. I reckon one of your two, one of your two centre midfielders, maybe maybe a nice playmaker, Oliver. Oh, lovely ball sprayed out wide by Oliver. I think he's (laughs) he's that sort of player.
0: You're partially right and you're partially wrong. You were right first time. He is a wide player. He's an inside forward. Um. And he's joining at the end of the season because I hadn't realised if you sign him from another Brazilian club, he will be cup tied and league tied. So it was pointless to waste his playing time this season. But he's a 21-year-old left winger who's going to cut in on his right foot. But he's more of a playmaker than a goal scorer. But he's a good all-round kind of inside winger. But bit Eden Hazardy, but worse. Is what I think he'll be in terms of output. So... So that's where I'm going to leave it for now. Uh, It was a productive uh, transfer window. Uh, Very much a productive transfer window, except that having said all that, I've forgotten one player who also joined um, instead of is about to join. Uh, And that's a player called Federico Flores. So for one final time, who is Federico Flores?
1: So Federico Federico Flores, I'm going to. Go, I know I'm be wrong here because I don't think this. You don't need this sort of player, uh, but Federico Flores is 100 percent a striker. I'm sure he's not because you don't need any more strikers. But Federico Flores is a, an elite striker.
0: Correct, but I'm playing. Oh, I, really? I'm play, well, I'm playing him as a left winger. But yes, he he is naturally a striker. Uh, he is what? Okay. Ask, answer, answer me this. What club has he come from, Thomas?
1: Gregorio Flores. Now, 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 you're pushing me. This is, this is. I can give you. I can give done. you a
0: nationality. I'll give you a nationality. He's Argentinian. What club has he come from?
1: He has come from. Uh, I don't think it's the top two, so I will go for Argentinos Juniors.
0: Good one. Unlucky. Close. It's River. So it was. So it was oh, a top right. club. Okay. So he is a top player. He's come from River for six and a half million. I triggered his release clause. He's 18. He's right footed. He can score. Um, he is the immediate okay. replacement for Cesar Perry. I'm thinking in the long term, Woliver is the Marquinhos replacement, uh, not the centre back, not the Arsenal winger, but my Marquinhos, who played in. We've talked about this before. He played in Ferren Ferrenvaros uh in in Hungary. So, so that's where I'm gonna leave it for now. Uh some really exciting transfers, some big names out. Um and the second part I think you're gonna look forward to because that's what I'm really excited to talk to you about, because it because it's been fun, let's put it that way.
1: I can't wait to hear it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that, that, like I say, that's been... That's interesting. I mean, like I say, we're talking about, um, obviously, the progress in the league, but equally, again, you're at that point in the season where transfers can still be made and you can make a proper charge at the title now. Like You've had a few games to work out where you're weak, where you can improve, taking the hits of players leaving, and now you can, again, start to really stamp your authority again on the league by hopefully having a good transfer window.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the transfer window is complete now. We've got those players in. I think, we, I think we're in a good place. I'll leave it there for now. Yeah. Right, Sounds so good. Tom, the world according to par, the world in uh, Sao Paulo with Corinthians.
1: What's happening? So where I left you last time was that I had 10 games of the season to go, nine games in the league, and we had a Copa Sudamericana final. So I've played six of those games. Um, five of uh, Sorry, I've played um, seven of... No, that's not true. I've played six of those games, um, five league games, and I've played the Copa Sudamericana final. Okay, I've got that wrong again. I've played six, six league games and a Copa Sudamericana final. So, I can now talk you through how the Copa Sudamericana final went at um, at Mass Monumental, whether we've had more heartbreak there in this competition or whether we've been able to avenge those demons. And I'll talk through the league. I'll obviously start with the league. because yeah. you know, I need to build you up to the to the Copa Sudamericana final. Um and I left you last time in a rich vein of form and Fabão in particular was just scoring goals for fun. And we were actually, I can't actually remember, to be honest, how many points clear we were, but we were, we were quite a way clear. I think we were at least six points clear at the top of the league at this point with, again, not a huge amount of games to go. So the last thing you need at that stage is to have a near end of season collapse in the league. Mm. So we go to Cruzeiro. Bottom of the league, Cruzero, pretty much already relegated Cruzero, and at this point in the safe, um I'm currently they are now relegated. Went there and lost 2-0. Um oh, good work. Davidson Davidson and square goals, who is a striker who I really like the look of. And um, i I actually would probably like to bring him in um at the end of the season because as a backup to um Faval, because he's six foot two. He's pretty good in the air. He could probably come on and score some goals for me when I need it. I can rotate, whereas I, I really can't do that at the moment. So you sort of think, okay, that's fine. Maybe this is just a blip. Uh, one game. Let's get straight back on the horse. We then go to fifteenth in the league, Coritiba, and we lose two. Uh, we lose two one to them. Fabao opens the scoring, and I tell you what I did in this game. I might. I want to double check this because again, it was a while ago since I played this game. But I'm pretty sure we were 1-0 up. Fabio scored in the 15th minute. And let me just check. I think I took Fabio off. So again, we were playing not... We were playing um, um, quite a lot of games at this point. I can't actually see, but I think I took Fabio off about the 55th minute. And they scored in the 58th and the 59th minute. And they won 2-1. Oh God. So we've lost two on the bounce. And obviously teams like Flamengo, Santos, Internacional and Vasco da Gama, who were all in a chasing pack behind us, were doing okay. They weren't winning all their games, which was helpful, but they were certainly closing the gap. We then play sixth in the league, uh, Atletico Paranense, and we draw one all with them. So from a possible nine, Diego Enrique scored for us in that game, by the way, from a possible nine, we've only got one point. Now, I think we've just we you know that could have meant that we were three points adrift at the top you know three points adrift and um, three points behind top, but we actually still managed to keep hold of top spot. Just other teams did not capitalise. Um, so we I think with this point here we were still three points clear, which is like so lucky. Like I'm not mm. going to make any bones about it. To go on that sort of run of form and be six points clear when you start that run of form, and at the end of it, still be three points clear, is, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say lucky. Like, other teams really could have uh, capitalised on that a lot better. Um, we then played, we had two more games then before our Copa Sudamericana final against Bahia. Anyway, yeah, did I say it right that time?
0: You did. I'm proud. Good. Uh,
1: so, and and the first of those two games before the, Bahia game was against Bahia in the league um, so a big game we've played so poorly in the league mm. um, and, and equally this is a chance to try and get maybe a bit of a um, a, a mental 1-0 lead in the Sudamericana final if we can put them to the sword here and we went one that up you hear Kozak my centre-back uh, from Chile opening the scoring on the 33rd minute and then Kaimi coming in and doubling the lead with 10 minutes to go and we we actually comfortably beat them 2-0 which was really good because this team, we really do blow hot and cold and
0: yeah. I thought the
1: last thing we need is to be out of form going into this final because it's difficult for us to get back in form and I know I talked about how Fabau had scored against um, against uh, Corotiba but again he hadn't been in great goal scoring form and he, he was pretty much going back to 1-2, in 1-3 in which is not obviously pretty solid but you know, I talked last time about his back-to-back. But, you know, prior to the Cruzeiro game, he'd scored back-to-back perfect hat-tricks in the first half. Um, mm. And he was certainly nowhere near that. We then play um, Vasco da Gama. game. The game before the uh, Copa Sudamericana final. Vasco da Gama were one of the teams that were pushing at the top of the league. Um, And a pretty tough game, actually. We were... Nil-nil for the vast majority, it was really really was a 50-50 sort of game. We lost my potentially my best centre midfielder, Adriano Mendes, to an injury. Obviously, didn't know if that was going to rule him out of the final at this point. And Fabau was having a really poor game. Yeah. Um, and I actually took him off with not long to go again because he just he wasn't fully fit. And I thought, right, a point here isn't the worst result, so I'll take it. I don't need to push for a win here. Um, but actually the guy that Came on for Fabao, a guy called Renan uh, Renatinio Carioca. What a great a guy! Man. I haven't really mentioned that much because Diego was always my backup striker. He's been absolutely useless. So, so I've sort of promoted um, Renatinho Carioca to that position, and he's not much better, but he's a bit better. He's actually wanted by um, Genoa, and um, and he came. He won us the game in the ninety-third minute. It was, a, it was an open goal. The ball came across. I think someone squared it to him and like he could not miss. Um, <laughs> it was impossible for him to miss. And I mean, credit to him, he didn't. But it was pretty impossible for him to miss. So that brings us on to the second Bahia game of, of this update, which is obviously the Copper Sudamericana the final. The big one. Pa travelling back to Mass Monumental to try and avenge the um nightmare of all like italiano in this stadium throwing away a four nil first leg victory Corinthians who've lost in the final of the Copa Sudamericana the last two years, one of which obviously I was managing last year but i didn't I didn't take us there and started off with bad news in the sense that our main man in fielder in field Adriano Mendez who picked up an injury in the previous game couldn't play. So I t- I'll, t- I'll talk you through the team for this for this monument- monumentous game. So, with Jose <laughs> Roberto in goal, with our back three, which was Mateus, Yahir, Kozak, and Mauro. So Lucas Damiano missing out. Two wing backs were Jorge Luis and Alexandro. The Youth guys that come through the youth academy, so I was really pleased with as well because I signed two of the wing backs in the summer and they've been okay. But actually, the two lads through the youth setup,
0: nice. Jorge
1: Luis and Alexandra, have been just brilliant. Patrick, captain, leader, legend, center mm. midfield, uh, ball winning midfielder, and it was Carlos Oyaf- Oyaratabal, my um Peruvian center midfielder, who took the role of Adriano Mendez. um Again, I, pl- I played Zay Carioca in the 10. I've been really happy with him. I, I actually played Bettinho. Um, like I say, no one was hitting great form in those 10 positions. And I just thought, I just had a feeling that Bettinho was going to have a good, could have a good game in the final. Mm. So I played him over Kaimi and Diego Enrique. And then obviously, what the man can do no wrong for bow starts up front. So the game kicks off, half an hour in. Very cagey, very cagey. And the final first minutes of the the final first 15 of the first half, uh, that's the final 15 of the first half, they really turned it on. They were really good. They were peppering our goal. They were creating lots and lots of chances. And fortunately for me, Jose Roberto, the man who's not going to be our first choice keeper for much longer, he put up a fantastic effort against them. And managed to just about keep us at uh, nil-nil going into half time. Second half was a bit different. I did make a few changes. I brought on Diego Enrique for Bettinho. Like I, I had a feeling Bettini was going to play well, but he didn't have the greatest game. So I made those changes and seemed to have the desired effect, to be honest. We then took a, we, yeah, we stopped playing a lot better in the game. We were on the front foot, we were creating chances. Abao had a few chances, but just didn't take many of you know didn't take well, didn't take any of them up, up to this point. Um, but none of them were sort of clear cut. It was a game that needed like a, a special moment. It's one of those where you know the commentator was going to say it's either going to be a moment of madness or a moment of brilliance that's going mm. to it's going to win this final. And the game was won in normal time. Oh, and at the eighty fourth minute, it was nil nil. And there's one goal. Game finished one nil and there was one goal that won it. And it came from a corner to us. We have a corner and the ball gets whipped in by, I believe it was Diego Enrique at this point he's on the pitch. And Mauro, glad I signed, big money signing from us from International, gets up and heads it. And he heads it into the back of the net, loops over the goalkeeper and Corinthians win the copper Sudamericana Americana at, Mos- at Mass Monumental after losing the final two years on the trot, and the boys have done it. The boys have won silverware. Blood. We've won the copper Sudamericana. Americana.
0: Times the charm. Third time is clearly the charm.
1: I was I was really pleased. It was like it, it, we touched it last time. This is probably the last time I'll be playing in the competition. So to win it was brilliant. Uh, we deserved it. We really did deserve it. I think we were the better team, despite their sort of big fifteen minutes at the end, where Jose Roberto kept us in the game. But it was pretty, It was really good. Um, managed to yeah win silverware, which which is which is really important. A
0: key thing. I think mean, it's not about how you get it done in a final, is it? It's about getting it done. And that's exactly.
1: Yeah. It just means as well, you know, I, I know as there's not many areas the squad needs to strengthen, but it's like, well, we're clearly good enough to do this. I think we're going to be able to give a good account of ourselves in the Libertadores next season as well. But, yeah, to actually win it, it was, yeah, I was really pleased, actually. I was really, really pleased. Um, you know, at this point, we're in a strong position in the league as well. So looking through do the double. I, I'll, I'll just finish quickly on the, the last game we had in the in the league as well. We played a, a disappointing one-all draw have actually scored for us in this game, put us 1-0 up. And then Fabio scored for them in the 90-second minute to equalise. Um, so, so we're currently four points clear at the top of the league, but with a game in hand over Flamengo. We're actually, technically, I'd say we're six points clear because we're six points clear of Santos, who are in third, who play the same amount of games. So, yeah, all in all, we're in a, a really good position. We've won the Cup. We're on track to win for winning the league. I'd be really disappointed if we don't. But, I mean, you, know, you never know. But I think we're in a really good spot.
0: Well, that's great to hear.
1: So, yeah, really pleased to, like I say, win the Sudamericana, on track to win the league. Disappointed I got knocked out in the Cup, obviously, but uh, early on in the season. But I, I'll take that. We need to get the job done in the league. But, again, that... Prepare for an absolute meltdown on next week's pod when I somehow manage to throw away the league from here. Anyway, Lou, back to you. You left us on tens of hooks of big news over at Fluminense. So do you want to talk us through that?
0: Yeah, 100%. So I said that I, I left you at a point in the league and there's a reason for that. So this took me completely by surprise. So I'm going to ask you, Tom, I've touched upon this. What What do you think happened?
1: In your save,
0: yeah. What happened?
1: Well, ha- ha- okay, okay. Hang on hang, I, on, hang on, hang on. I'm just, I'm bit, so I'm you're, just you're top... straight up.
0: What happened? What, what, yeah. What, top... what was I not expecting that that happened?
1: You didn't get sacked, did you?
0: No, thank God, okay. not. But it was, was going to equally... say
1: because I I I am in the middle of I'm in the middle of uh, the presidential elections currently at Corinthians, and I'm a bit worried about that. I was wondering whether you'd had some sort of presidential elections. And they sacked you.
0: No, thank God I survived the presidential elections. But no, it was equally odd. I'd completely forgotten about it, but the FIFA Club World Cup happened. and oh, nice. Because it's the new format. Um, every four years. Every four years on FM, once you get into the future, it completely blindsided me. Just completely and utterly blindsided me. Um, just the league stopped. And us and a bunch of top teams from across the world, Flamengo, all of you, all of you European teams, uh, were thrown into a, uh, I believe it's thirty-two team competition. Uh, what's that? A to H, one, two, three, six, eight groups, all of four, so twenty-four team competition, uh, with groups of three teams. So, first things first, uh, I found out who my uh, teams that I was playing against in the group were. Um, and we'd done okay, actually, because we were a second seed. So, we were seeded as, as a second seed. Um, and that put us up against at least one really good European team. But it meant that, only one team qualifies from the group. so mm, if we could nice. get a result uh, against a European side, we'd have a chance um and I found out who the two teams were. One of them was Santos Laguna from Mexico. Uh, so yeah. good you know good side um, and the others team, was Porto so oh, that's doable good side but doable so yeah interestingly the competition uh, seemed to be held in the UK and Scotland so both of my games were at Hampton Park so
1: Hampton I took, Park
0: uh, I took I took the Fluminense boys to Hampton Park so Let's talk about the game against Santos Laguna first.
1: Um, Oh, I'm looking forward to this.
0: Yeah. Decent side, you'd think. But things started off pretty well. Gatti gets one in the 12th minute. Gets even better when Gatti gets one in the 18th minute. Gets even better when Marquinhos gets one in the thirty-first. It gets even better when Figueroa gets one in the forty-eighth, and it's even better when Tiago, the youth prospect who barely plays, comes off the bench in the fifty-fourth minute and makes it five. So,
1: and do you, do you know do you know what I, that is? Sorry, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to come on to something you're about to say, but battering that sort of third seed must be so important because it basically means assuming Porto don't batter them by more you only need a draw
0: yeah absolutely it's 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 crucial so to talk about the Porto game at Hamden Park neutral ground big european club really top players uh they've still got uh, tony martinez uh, who they've got in real life uh, he's a really good spanish striker um most importantly they've got Daniel Marlon, who's 30 in games so still got his pace still a really good player they've got pedro goncalves uh, Gon- goncalves who's uh, wanted by a lot of uh, top uh, premier league clubs at the minute he's currently at sporting um they've also got they've got a good player in coke but he is 37 uh, they've got a 37 year old cocaine in central midfield, uh, so you know. I thought, you know what, it's doable. A decent team, but it's definitely doable. Um, so, so I set up normally. Uh, Porter playing a a four four two, and I see a highlight. Eleventh minute. Marquinhos scoring for us on the eleventh minute. So, oh my lord! Dreamland. So, so we kick off again. Thirteenth minute. Marquinhos scores again. A couple of absolute screamers. Um. He then completes his hat trick in the forty-fourth minute with a pen, uh, with with uh, Gatti being brought down in the box, and then just to just to make my day even better. Mamini gets one in, in injury time of the first half. And that's how it ends. 4-0 to Fluminense. Oh, my Lord. And I am in dreamland. Um, And I have slightly lied with the ordering of the games because we played the Porto game first, so I was pretty damn sure we were oh going to qualify from the God. group after that. Yeah, yeah. But... yeah. Wow. Uh I it was it was one of those games where when this happens against you you are fuming but when it happens before for you you're just like what is going on it was one of those games where everything went right they had the better players but I think our 343 was really set up to 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 tackle the kind of football that they played, the three centre backs matching up really well against two strikers. Donnyal It's didn't one of those have it as a P. well,
1: right? It's one of those as well, right? But you've you you don't you've got no idea where you are, where your squad is, where your team is mm. in the context of European football. Right, you, do, you just don't play those teams. So there's actually, a of, and it's one thing maybe beating them in transfers or knowing you're linked with the same sort of players that are linked with Liverpool or you know, mm. Pingu. Pinga's sorry going to Madrid, those I of things. I love like, Classic you actually go and play them in a competitive game. That's how you actually find out where you're at. Mm.
0: Absolutely. And it was just... It was dreamland territory. I I can't say it any other way. I was in complete dreamland. Um,
1: I should just... have, look, I just have quick looked through the... I've gone through two iterations of the Club World Cup. And in every single group, there's two years of it, 2025 and 2029... Every single group was won by the European team.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good going, isn't it? So I've yeah, done okay. Yeah. I've done all right. So to so that led to a FIFA Club World Cup quarter final, also at Hampton Park. Clearly, clearly we've got an affinity for the ground. We were we were sort of playing out a three night stand at Hampton Park. So, the club we were up against was a very good club. That club being Liverpool. And not the Uruguayan team, but, no, the Merseyside-based European football giants.
1: The Merseyside Reds.
0: The Merseyside Reds, exactly. So, things started about as poorly as they could. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli uh, getting a goal in the second minute um and that wasn't ideal but yeah gabriel martinelli having gone to liverpool decides to score against us which is
1: is eden Militao playing for them as well uh
0: yes i believe he was playing for them at center back or it was or maybe not because it was just in the gap between uh let's have a look because it was just in the gap between when his contract ran out because it was literally on the thirtieth of June, so I think it was the yeah, last God. day he would have been under contract. Yeah. Literally Fair the long. last day he was under contract at Real Madrid. Um, uh, so they're 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 absolutely annihilating us, but somehow, for a bit of Maximiliano Gatti brilliance, we make it one all in the twenty eighth minute, and. That's the way it stayed till half time. Half time passed. Okay. And uh, at this point, I've kept things the same. We're still playing standard until a 37 year old Mohamed Salah scores a brace in the 50th and 54th minute.
1: Oh, no. Uh,
0: which was The real Egyptian
1: king. None of, yeah. none of this lad that you signed that no. you were looking from... Uh...
0: No. Still at 37, he's doing the business. Um, Mo Salah. And what a player. So at this point, I think, you know what, I put us on counter because I think, you know what, I'm just trying... We, we, we were being absolutely torn apart on transitions and also i just wanted to i wanted to avoid humiliation i didn't want okay. the score to be humiliating um but it worked and um, we got one back through gatti to make it 3-2 at 60 after 62 minutes and that was only right. made better by Mimini getting one in the 67th to, to pull it back to three all uh And at this point, I'm like, no, surely not. Surely not. Um, And sadly, surely not was the correct uh, mindset because Jao Pedro, current Brighton player, having recently signed from Watford in real life, but in my game, uh, leading the line for Liverpool, having ousted Darwin Nunez, um, uh, Scored in the seventieth minute, and Martinelli finished off the game, uh, with a second goal to make it five three to Liverpool. But you know what? I can't fault the lads. If you told me we'd play it, I feel I felt like how I felt with um, with with us when we played out that four all draw at Universidad de Chile against Flamengo. I've gone from being worried about Flamengo with Universidad de Chile to to getting a five three against Liverpool in the Club World Cup. And I think that if that that's a reflection of 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 how far how far the saves come. And the fact that Mimini is part of both of those teams, I think is it just makes it even better. So so that was the end of our FIFA Club World Cup dream. Uh Liverpool did go on to win the whole thing, which gave me a real sense of uh, uh sense of uh jubilation incredibly though we weren't the furthest brazilian team because flamengo beat psg 4-2 so that just to reinstate how good flamengo and palmeiras Palmeiras. lost 2-0 to Bayern, so we got knocked out at the same stage of palmeiras uh liverpool then went on to beat city 2-1 in the semi-final flamengo being knocked out by Bayern's 3-0 um and then Liverpool beating Bayern 2-1 in the final. So really proud of the boys. That was really, really exciting uh, and a really um, entertaining little sojourn uh, in the middle of the season in what is a very long season, as you well know, in Brazil. So so talking of that very long season, um, I've just got a couple of fixtures well by by a couple i mean six league fixtures that i'm going to rattle through very quickly before i touch on the second uh thing that i'm going to end on uh which was as exciting as as the club world cup
1: oh wow you you've packed a lot in the last Uh, couple of weeks
0: packed a lot in um so uh you'll be glad to know we played a nil nil a drab nil nil against corinthians uh, Santos we beat comfortably 3-0 with goals through Johnny Rivers couple from Gatti who's really coming good as I predicted he would he seems to be a slow starter but he settles and then he just bangs them in for fun um, annoyingly we had our first defeat of the season against Atletico Paranese they were just just the better team we played really poorly um, and didn't deliver what we deserve to deliver, uh, uh. Then, new signing as I talked about, Federico Flores, uh, got us out of a, a fairly tough, sticky game against Botafogo, which we won one nil. Um, we hadn't; they weren't creating a lot, but neither were we. But it was one of those where you are just grateful you win it, and you 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 score and you move on. And that was his first goal. He'd looked not so great in his debut, but in his second game, netting a winner. Uh, The 2-0 against Cuiaba, Fabio Arroz scoring and Miguel Figuera getting back on the score sheet. Mateus Fernandes, as I've talked about before, seems to be scoring uh, a lot more for him uh, than him this season. They've kind of flipped in terms of their goal contributions, but so it's nice to see him scoring again. So there's one more league game to talk about. And and that was between the two Libertadores games that are going to make up my final portion of my update this week, and um, which were top top draw entertainment. And that was a game against Flamengo, and and I did have to squad rotate due to uh, due to the fixture nightmare that is Brazil, and playing more or less our second stringers. Uh, We got absolutely annihilated. We were shocking uh, and Mm -hmm. were deservedly second best. Uh, They went 1-0 up for Giovanni, their right winger. We pulled one back from Mini. And then from that point on, it was all Flamengo. Uh, Vitor Roque getting a brace with two penalties. Um, We didn't have the uh, Par Jackson, uh, the anti-Par Jackson, Par Jackson luck, that clearly you do against Flamengo. Uh but and then they finished off with a goal through Philippe, who I think that was a, a youth player who's never scored before. So it was one of those games. They could have played their under seventeen side and they'd have still ran rings around us. So that yeah, was a taught bit of a lesson. And that's our most recent league game, and 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 just before I finish on the Copper not Copper Suit no a Copper Libertadores. Uh, that's left us. We're actually in third, uh, behind Flamengo, have played a game more. They're on 38 points. Sporting are in second, but they've played two games more than us. Uh, Sao Paulo, sorry, Sporting, yes, yeah, Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo, um, who've played two games more than us, but only have two points more than us. So, in reality, we are probably well, we're, we're, we're the With we're second, but we're in reality, we're third with 32 points from 14. They've got 34 from 16. So if we win our games in hand, we're comfortably second. Uh, so uh, that just leaves the Copper Libertadores second round first leg against which team, Tom? I did tell you this last week, and I have
1: you. Hmm. You did tell me. Okay. Although I say I mean, last, last week as if it was last episode. Yeah, was last episode
0: was a long time ago.
1: Oh, oh no, I do actually remember. Because, oh, I'll tell you what, it's, I'm quite impressed with this knowledge. It's, I think it says river, isn't it? And then you've got a really nice route through to the final.
0: It is. Well remembered. Yeah. It is indeed. So, two legs of glorious Copa Libertadores football against one of the best teams in South America. And Tom, buckle up. This is a classic. This is such a good uh, fixture. So, first leg at home at the Maracanã. And we play a lot of football. We play half an hour of football. Nothing happens until we get the ball in midfield, knock it out to Gatti on the right flank. Gatti curls one across, and who's there on the left flank at the back stick to tap it in at the back post? Federico Flores. So just to remind you, both of those players were signed from River. So the first goal... I was going to say, your
1: man, man Feddy, Feddy Flores...
0: Ferdi Flores and Maximiliano Gatti both poached from River for a grand total of 12 million and that was why I I mentioned Federico Flores's club earlier because the first thing that 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 stuck out to me from that first goal is oh yes that's a good one to get over on them he he was very classy though he didn't celebrate didn't celebrate <laughs>
1: no I'm sure did him
0: very classy um so My joy was short-lived, though, as their absolute worldie of a a central midfielder, Juan Safforza, and I'm really surprised he hasn't gone to Europe. Uh, Juan Safforza gets one on his left foot, curls it top corner, and I'm so annoyed. It was such a good goal, but they had done nothing all game. They had been so, so poor. Um, And I'll, I'll talk you through the overall statistics at the end of the game. But at that point, they'd created nothing apart from him doing that. And my my frustration was compounded um, as Santiago Simon, a name you've not heard uh, and therefore should be not surprised to hear, is a player who is a River player scored in the 52nd minute... Uh, to score the first goal of his season he's subsequently gone to Flamengo right. he's a wing back just to put it into perspective uh, he's subsequently gone to Flamengo in the transfer window and at that point I was fuming uh, because they they didn't deserve the first goal they sure as hell didn't deserve to be leading um, at this point at this point um, I <sighs> Fabio Ross has had a poor game, um, so I brought my mini on. Uh, uh, my mini had been a bit out of form, but, but uh, didn't seem to do much in this game. But our best player this season did, and that is Maximiliano Gatti getting a goal back in the 69th. So at this point, it's 2 all, um, And that's the way it stayed until the 81st minute where Gatti gets brought down in the box and Andre, our central midfielder, steps up to take the pen uh, and, as a true captain, slots it away. 3-2. And I'm thinking, phew, that's about what we deserve. But it wasn't what we are going to get because Juan Safforza breaks my heart in the 90-plus second minute and makes it three all on the day. And I'll just quickly run you through the stats because they make they make absolutely painful reading. Um, it, the XG caught it best. Our XG was three point four two. Mm-hmm. Their XG for the bulk of the game. It was only the ones of fours of chance that really changed it. Um, their xG was one point three one by the end, but for the most of the game, it was about 0.7. Um, so point seven. So we completely outplayed
1: them.
0: Yeah, they were just playing off pure, pure quality. Like uh, like their football was dreadful. It was almost like England, you know, in the four four two era. It was the quality of the players were making stuff out of nothing, as opposed to the actual football being cohesive so that yeah. was that was heartbreaking because it meant despite deserving to be about 3-1 up we were actually we were actually tied so that meant we had to go to you know where we had to go to the mass monument um in in the return leg and things for our 279 traveling away fans, did not get off to a good start as a schedule barco scores a penalty for them in the 12th minute. Um, and in spite of all our huffing and puffing across both legs, um, we don't, we're, we're, we're we are four, three down. But I did make one change, and that was the leading the man who was leading the line and you've heard this time and time again but who steps up in the 17th and 28th minute to put them to the sword but my man evo Mimini cooper and oh my lord in the crucible of the mass monumental we come out with an absolutely classic out of an absolute classic it was two legs of the best some of the best fm i've ever witnessed it finished and 2-1, it finished 2-1 oh and we win days. 5-4 on aggregate we we were bombarded in the second half we shut up shot we defended well shelvitor played well it was a cagey game but we just did enough and i just reflected back it was that first goal the difference between us and River was that first goal where we signed both of their players. And interestingly, they weren't even playing Federico Flores. It's, despite how good he was, he hadn't started for them yet. So.
1: He it came back to bite them.
0: And it came back to bite them. And that is the way it stayed. And that is the last match I've played. And it was an absolute roller coaster from start to finish. And
1: what a yeah, what a result, especially you know, after that four rule in the first leg where you batter them. Mm. I guess the XG in the second might be in a different story, I suppose, but the sounds like maybe a, a, bit, a bit closer.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, a, it was, they were 1.63, we were 1.5, so we slightly got our own back in the second leg. Yeah, but okay. come okay. of the okay. hour, come Over of the come of the Mamini, yeah. and, and he does what he does, but I think. Um at the end of that roller coaster for me, I think it's probably time to say goodbye. Anything you want to add, Tom, or anything oh, just
1: just 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 one thing to say. You, you must have quite a nice little run to the final now.
0: Yeah, the final is continues to be uh go pan out the way it did. Uh and actually I've got another rematch against the former team that I've played and beaten, Sporting Cristal in the quarterfinal. Uh, and nice. then a semi-final against Emelec or Corotiba. So two very winnable games. I've got to take them seriously. And then it could be that tasty flower flu derby in the final, which would be quite something. So so that's that's all to look forward to. And now I can end my self-imposed ban to football manager, as you can understand why I had so much to talk about this week. Um,
1: now you can, can get, get back on it again.
0: Yeah, I can get back on the source. But from my perspective, I think that's all we've got time for. So thank you again for listening. Have a great week and a great weekend. They're all merging into one a bit as they are with such busy people. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, and all the best for now. You've been listening to Who Uses a Director of Football with myself, Lewis, and my co host, Tom. Thanks so much, everyone.